1: Welcome to Jersey Shore. I'm Jordan from Jersey, joined this week, not by Pierce, but by returning guests...
0: Becca from Burlington.
1: And Matt from Medford. And uh, this time, it is not my sister and her boyfriend, it's actually my sister and her fiancé. Congratulations, you guys. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, Last time we talked about Captain America the Winter Soldier, was that correct? Okay. And this time, uh, we're coming in again to talk X-Men Days of Future Past with me, the guy who reads lots of comics, although, to be honest, not that many X-Men comics, although I have read Days of Future Past, and you guys who don't read comics, but Rebecca, you're a big X-Men person. Yes. At least with the movies.
0: Yes. Don't read the comics, I don't read any comics, but I love the X-Men movies, they're probably up there in my favorite movies, which is kind of sad.
1: (laughs) Especially when you consider the first one you ever saw. (laughs)
0: Yeah. First one I saw was Last Stand. X-Men 3. And then we went back, I mean, we did a random Walmart trip and bought one and two, and um, watched those in correct order. So I saw three, then one, and then two, and it made so much more sense after that.
1: <laughs> yes. And Matthew, you've kind of just only recently come into the X-Men, like the last year or so, through uh, your
2: fiancé. Yes, I was definitely uh, more recently, and actually it wasn't until earlier today that we realized I hadn't actually watched First Class. Okay. So actually... the Three hours before we went to the movie, we spent two of those hours watching First Class, and, and I think you could probably say that was probably a really smart decision. <laughs> very, very smart decision because not that I wouldn't—I still would have been able to understand the, the idea and the plot, but it, like even like comments and things made a lot more sense. Right, and it was just—it was also helping just having that very fresh perspective. As it was happening, and
1: uh, so we should say right off the bat: spoilers galore for X Men: Days of Future Past, and pretty much anything is fair game from any X Men movie that preceded it, or X Men comics that relate to it, etc. And so forth. So you've been warned. Um, I've now seen Days of Future Past twice. I saw it by myself on Friday, and then uh, we just all three of us went to see it uh, today. So,
2: what did you think? Favorite scene was the kitchen scene. <laughs> with... Oh, in the, the the Pentagon kitchen. The Pentagon kitchen. Yep by far favorite scene with Quicksilver
1: what about you do you have a favorite scene or?
0: as an X-Men fan I loved the end scene endish scene with just all the former cast members and everything back together that was kind of cool with this alternate universe um, but I thought the movie overall was fantastic
2: You had said as soon as the movie was done that you thought it was fantastic as well, Matthew. Yeah, uh, the movie, yeah, it was by far fantastic. And I thought it had a great flow to it. It was, it didn't, like, a lot of times when I see movies, like, especially action movies, I feel like there's, okay, here's an action scene. Here's, like, kind of down, dialogue, blah, 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 action scene. Where this, it all flowed together very continuously. And it didn't feel like you were kind of jumping from action scene to action scene. I just, overall, kept my attention and I was very engaged. And it it wasn't even until, like, we hit the last scene where I'm like, oh, this is the end of the movie. Like, the the time flew by.
1: And like I said before, I'm not an X-Men guy. Um, I'm not even a huge fan of the X-Men movies. I've seen all of them uh, in theaters, too, I think. I think I've seen all of them in theaters. Um, but I, I like First Class quite a bit. I thought the Wolverine was pretty good, especially in comparison to X-Men Wolver- Origins Wolverine, which is just garbage. I love this movie. <laughs> um, I haven't even seen Amazing Spider-Man 2 twice yet, and I went and saw this movie twice, just because I thought it was... Just phenomenal. So I don't even know where to start. What did you think of the of the future of X Men one, two, and three, and the Wolverine? Because have you have you ever seen the Wolverine? Mm.
0: We're not sure if I have. He definitely
1: has. Yeah, I've seen both of the Wolverines. Okay, so, you know, the after-credits scene in that movie sets up Days of Future Past. It's in 2015, and then Days of Future Past, the future stuff, is in 2023, I believe. Yeah.
2: So I do have to do a disclaimer. Just because I've seen a movie doesn't mean I will remember very much from it. <laughs> Fair I'm enough. I'm really bad with that.
1: Um, <laughs> but, so, it, I mean, that is, like, of those three, we now see that it ends up with the Sentinels, and, man, those future scenes were rough. Um, they were. Ex- you get to see people murdered like twice. It's like, oh, that was a brutal way for Bobby to die, and then two hours later, oh my gosh, that's an even more brutal way for Bobby to die.
0: I think that my my first reaction was to see is, "Holy crap, Bobby's really old." And <laughs> he's got
1: a beard now. It's
0: like he's got this great facial hair, and I, I like him as an actor. He's done some small bits in some other. Film. Both
1: him and his brother are, are very um, good. I, I can I, I have a hard time keeping them apart because yeah, they're twins, even, but um, um, I've seen them in many things.
0: I always thought he was really cute when I was younger, so that was kind of fun. But you got Bobby, and then Kitty's much older, and you kind of have them all there. Storm looks ridiculous. Um, That's just a personal opinion. I thought she looked ridiculous. But it was neat seeing them kind of in that setting, some random characters who you know nothing about but look pretty awesome.
1: Minor or at least smaller characters in the comics, but all of them um, characters from the comic. Um, I think pretty much every ex-character, every mutant you see in the movie... Does have a counterpart in the comics, like even down to the guy with the tattoo on his hand of the nuclear symbol. Mm-hmm. That's the character's name is Ink. You know, I've never read anything with him, but I know he's a real X Men character. Or Blink, who mm-hmm. hasn't had a lot of things, but she was basically playing Portal the whole movie, which was pretty fun. Yeah, that
0: was that was that was really neat. But it was it was like it was emotional, even the the ending, not ending scene, but the last scene you kind of see of the future of just Bobby dying and, and Kitty just crushed, but trying to keep Logan. As, as
1: it slows down with the beams coming right for yeah. them. Yeah. I
0: mean, that was... Those were some rough scenes, for sure.
1: Yeah, it was a very emotional stuff with... Not just with the dying, but just with, like, they're screwed. Yeah. Um, no no hope. Although I really did love in that, the first time everybody starts dying, <laughs> where I was like, okay, what's, everybody's dying, everybody's dying, and then uh, Kitty's like, too slow, And then her and Bishop disappear. I was like, what the heck did that... And I I actually thought that was really cool. A good way to, A, set up this new secondary mutation that she has of being able to time travel consciousnesses, apparently. Which is not a thing from anywhere else. But it it was cool, and it worked for the movie. Um, I forget how... In the comic, it's actually her who goes back in time. Her consciousness is transported back in time to her younger body, which wouldn't make sense in the movie universe because she wouldn't be born yet. Half of her half of her consciousness would end up in an egg, and the other half just wouldn't exist yet. But (laughs) I don't even remember who sends her back in time. Was it Professor X or Lorna? I don't remember what character uses their power to send her back in time.
0: Professor X just because he can do the thing with the consciousness.
1: Yeah, but the time travel part in particular was the part that was... I forget how that works in the comic, but they used her this way because instead they're going to have the one character where it kind of makes sense, which is Wolverine. but yeah, that was it, it. Just disappear, and it's like, what's happening? And it was it was fun seeing it the second time. Where I was like, oh, should I lean over and explain? I was like, no, it's way cooler if I don't lean over and explain to you because it's going to be explained in a minute. It's going to make sense. It's going to be cool.
0: Yeah, and I also liked you see you saw the Sentinels in that opening bit of just like you very clearly saw. Okay, so he turned from, he's getting pounded with ice, so he turns to fire. Like, you could clearly see them adapting, and you're like, I have no idea what is going on, but it looks cool.
1: And those are similar to, I believe, the Nimrod Sentinels in the comics. Um, any listener who knows X-Men is already telling that I only know tertiary uh, X-Men stuff, but I believe it's like a later evolution of them, which makes, makes sense. The Nimrods look like people, though, if I remember correctly, but... Um. It might have been Bolivar Trask's son
2: who was the first Nimrod. I don't remember for sure, though. I I actually personally found the science behind the Sentinels really interesting because you being a scientist, yeah, uh, heading um, to Harvard in a few months here. Um, and it, I mean, not I don't want to say it was realistic, but it made sense. Like along the storyline where like you're taking the DNA or the some of the genes from um, Raven or and just. Kind of using that. I'm not
1: sure how this machine is using DNA, right? But maybe they p- produced a you know plasticine process based on DNA, yeah, right?
2: It's, it's it was, movie it was very interesting. Yeah, um, the way because like sometimes you see movies where okay, you have like this more advanced form, and it's like okay, that's cool, but it it just existed. Where this, it was like okay, you can clearly see they're they're using that same ability to adapt or transform, um, and I don't know. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was, it was definitely neat. What did you think of the classic
1: 1973? Sentinel look.
0: I thought it looked cool. I mean, it wasn't... I, in some ways, I almost liked that better.
1: It looks much more like the comic. I mean, still not that similar, but closer than the than the future Sentinels.
0: And also, I couldn't get over that. I thought the future Sentinels looked very much like a character... The, the
1: Destroyer from Thor. The
0: Destroyer from <laughs> Thor. So it was like throwing me off, and I'm like, this does not cross the two different universes, and I'm, I'm confused.
2: And I actually I hadn't really thought about this until now... Um, I thought the 70s version actually looked a little bit like the one scene from Iron Man. Not to cross where, I guess it's Iron Man 2 where he has the fleet of his and brings them all up. Um, well, the, I guess that might be more Iron Man 3. There are multiple suits
1: in 2, but it's um, Whiplash who's controlling the other suits. Oh, okay, like there the must be Navy 3, it must be Marines 3, on. yeah. Except um, they're bigger than Iron Man. But aside yeah. from that, no, I, I get what you mean. Um, I mean, no, there's only so many different ways you can do a flying suit of armor, yeah. you know, it, uh, they look kind of like flying Dyson robots.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, ca- I kind of I liked the '70s version yeah. of it. I thought it, you know, the future I, ones make sense, but I like the '70s. And it was cool
1: having Magneto control them. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, uh, by infusing them with metal, which I guess lets you take over their computers as well. But I don't yeah, know how that computers. Was a little were, I don't know how they how they had computers in the first place in them that worked without metal, uh, unless they're to- say, like gold because it's non magnetic or something. He
2: said he said it was some age old polymer, space age polymer, space age yeah. polymer, but
1: that's conductive, I guess? That conducts electricity but not magnetism? Sure, whatever. You yeah, know. It's a movie. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't too worried about it, especially when the movie was so good and engaging yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. What did you think of the, the combination of the old and new casts? You know, the, the X Men 1 through 3 cast and the X Men First Class cast? That's a lot of asts in that uh, sentence.
0: I enjoyed it. I thought it worked well together. I thought it was very cohesive. I love that they um, brought the scene from first class of um, Eric and Charles meeting Wolverine back yeah, not didn't, They didn't
1: show it, but they referenced but it. But they
0: referenced it, and I thought that was great, because I think that's such a funny cameo and scene oh, yeah. in first class that I love that they actually connected it to the movie. It
1: was weird to me that you, and we can't, of course, can't say the line because it includes uh, profanity, but um, I did think it was weird that it's like, I'll tell you the same thing you said to me. And then and it not It's a paraphrase of the same line that includes one of the same words but it's not in the same line. It was still funny, but it was, I always find it weird when somebody's like and I quote or paraphrases that And then, they're not quoting, they're saying something similar, you know. That
0: was funny. Um,
1: Yeah, some people were a little bit confused, I wouldn't confuse, not the right word, but were apprehensive about uh, Xavier walking around, or Beast being able to hulk out, kind of. I thought it worked well in the movie, though, and they kept working that serum into the plot in different ways, where I was like, oh, okay. It's not just that, oh, we really didn't want to have to paint him blue, and we need... It's a lot easier if we can have the character walk around and not be in a chair, but they also keep working it in,
0: and... No, I thought it... I thought that part of it was great. I thought they transitioned well. I also loved Crazy Charles. I thought that was fantastic. I don't know if
1: I'd say crazy, well, but, you know, addict Charles, yeah. if you will.
0: Which is also appropriate to the 70s. And I, I love
1: James McAvoy. Uh, and it was. it was... I, I noticed it in the first one, in the first class, specifically. But really here, how much he really does look like um, Sir Patrick Stewart. Yes. Like, just as, particularly in, uh, I'm pointing to the nose, uh, the creases of the nose and upper lip uh, on my own face, but right in that area in particular. I was
0: actually wondering they if I wonder they similar. did any type of prosthetic with his nose so. or anything like that, because they do look very similar. I mean, that would be a very easy thing to do. They did Do, that and especially, and, especially yeah. in a movie where you have both of them in it. They're not side-by-side. No, they are side-by-side. Side. They're side-by-side
1: side ones. In a scene I, I liked the idea of, I didn't like how it was shot. It was weird it was and weird. out of focus,
2: and it was yeah. strange. It had a strange feeling of, they, they wanted you to think he was there, but not there. I don't. It was almost like a lack of commitment to the scene. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I I agree with you.
0: There but, were a couple scenes. I don't want to say hokey, but just where, like, a little too much slow-mo, a little too much lens coloration and stuff that I thought
1: were weird. I don't know. Some of it I thought worked, like, that where they do make, like, a basically a version of the Zap film, film, um, which, in this case, not li- they could have literally done that since JFK assassination was brought up <laughs> uh, several times. But, you know, when like, the news, you're seeing, like, the grainy 70s footage of Mystique or whatever... Weird, but also I kind of liked it as a moment of time. The, when they first show you the, this is what Mystique did, she kills Bolivar Trask, and when they show you that, like that little montage, that was weird and shot in a very strange way of almost soap opera-y. Oh, it's just like, camera spins around, she holds up the gun, and then he falls in slow motion, and it was kind of like, it feels 70s, but... I don't know, I, I kind of like it as an homage to the period, but at the same time, it kind of took me out of the movie. Sort of like when they, when you first meet the um, Vietnamese, I'm like sorry, general, I don't remember what his rank was, but in that nightclub, yeah, it, it was shot, again, kind of like a 70s soap opera for a few shots, and it was, again, cool homage to the period, but it also took me out for a second. These are very minor complaints. No, and
0: I but. think that's more what I'm referring to, is like those kind of scenes where it was just like, you were flipping in and out, and it was like, commit.
1: Yeah, because it would be, it's not like they did it the whole movie, but no. it's just like every once in a while they'd throw that in there. And it was I like, mean, I, <laughs>
0: I did enjoy the old footage and also being a history buff. I love the, in first class, the Cuban Missile Crisis. And, which gets referenced in this which one. Which gets referenced in this one and then the JFK assassination, like, that. those things are in these movies. I thoroughly enjoy. Um,
1: now, here, here's a question for you. I, for some reason, after seeing it the first time, I was like, okay, so Exa- or, you know, Xavier, but Magneto didn't kill JFK. It was Mystique. Watching it the second time, I'm like, wait a second, they never say that. I just kind of constructed that in my head.
0: No, they thought Magneto killed him. But right, it but it was he was
1: trying to save but him. But he was
0: trying to save him because he was a mutant. He just didn't curve the bullet enough. They stuffed him. For
1: some reason, in my head, though, I took that as, oh, because, but Mystique took the shot. Again, never said in the movie. I just kind of put that together in my head. Maybe
0: because she was shooting, what's his face?
1: Trask? I don't know. Uh, Like
0: she was shooting somebody, so that was just the assassination was in your head?
1: Maybe. I don't know. It might have even been something I read on Reddit that was like somebody just misunderstanding it, and then I took it in as, oh yeah, that's what happened, even though it wasn't. Right. Um, What did you think of Trask? Um, (laughs) Peter Dinklage as uh, as, uh, as Trask. I I mean, of course he's an elf, he's Tyrion Lannister in Game of Thrones. Uh, I love the actor. It was kind of cool to see him in a role where... His size was absolutely nothing to do with the character. It was just, he's a really good actor. We're putting him in there, you know.
0: I must admit, until you leaned over and said to me, he's an angry elf, I didn't realize who it was. Because at that point, you couldn't see how tall he was. I was like, I know this voice. Who is this? And he's
1: got that giant mustache. giant mustache
0: and the hair, which I actually thought looked pretty good.
1: It works certainly for the era.
0: Yeah, for the era and everything. But I was like, who is... And then you leaned over and said, he's an angry elf. And I went... I had a, like, bulb moment. I was like, oh my gosh!
2: I thought he played the, like, the... He's, like, the mad scientist, but you don't realize he's crazy or insane from talking... Like, he doesn't...
1: I don't even know if I'd say he was crazy by the end of the movie. That's... Well, he was
0: kind of dissecting people. No, 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 I mean, I'm not saying he's a good guy, but I'm
1: saying arguably his fears could be correct. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, even he says, I don't hate mutants, I'm just, I don't want to go extinct. And... You know, again, he's the bad guy, but he's not even the bad guy
2: in the movie. Magneto yeah. and Mystique
1: are, right. you know, Ish.
2: more than him, you know. Which I also found the device he made to be able to, like, remotely detect whether a mutant was present or not, extremely interesting. Like, yeah, and I like that... how it kept bringing it back, where <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> sleeping the, in the vault
1: under the White House. And...
0: Oh, so here's something I didn't quite get slash like slash understand was the Seniors are targeting mutants. Correct but Magneto, mutant, controlling them.
1: Well, so once he infuses them with metal.
0: Yeah, but so he's like, okay, so they're targeting mutants. He's the closest mutant to them, and they do nothing, and then halfway through that battle scene, whatever you want to call it, all of a sudden, oh, they see Magneto, and they want to destroy him.
1: Okay, so what if, if I remember correctly, first off, he's not having them go after mutants. He's having them just shoot at everybody. He tells Effort. them... And then, eventually, he points them at that, uh, Wal- not Wolverine, Professor X and Beast, and says, do what you were made for, and they're focused on them, and the moment Hank demutinizes himself with the serum, that's when they turn and look for the closest mutant and see him.
0: Which is also an homage to what happens in Last Dan, because he gets, uh... He gets a couple of the... Beast does. Yeah, Beast gets a couple of the, the
1: whatever the...
0: The bullet, cure. The, the cure bullets in them as well, and he pulls it out. It was very, very similar.
1: And you could argue, theoretically, that they were based off of his own serum. You know?
0: That's... It could
1: be the same... St- a version of the same thing. You true. Know? You know, a more permanent version. It's never said explicitly. And by the end of the movie, uh, since we're talking spoilers... We're not sure exactly what of the first three movies is canon, but it's pretty clear that X3 never happened, because Gene's alive, Scott's alive, Beast is fully blue, and Kelsey Grammer again, and...
0: Yes. Yeah, so definitely, as far as alternate timelines, 3 is no more...
1: And it's... I was saying after the movie, we, we tried not to talk about it too much, but we did talk for a minute while we were waiting for the end credits scene. I doubt we're really going to return to the future timeline. It's possible, although that stuff's all in 2023, so it wouldn't really make sense to go there. Um, but even, like, I don't see us returning to those old actors again. So this was just kind of a way for us to get, hey, hey, go, hey, they're alive, they're back, enjoy. And I think even going forward, you can still introduce, you know, Scott Summers and kill him off without invalidating this. It's just... You know, that is one possible future that our Wolverine happens to go back to. But the moment Apocalypse shows up in the next movie, probably time-traveling from ancient Egypt, hey, that's a new event that can change the you know the timeline. We don't have to worry about, you know, these characters have to live because they're alive in 2023, you know.
0: And the end with Wolverine and Stryker and, and Mystique. Which
1: was a great reveal. Did,
0: was that implying, like... I don't know. Okay, I, w- I was like, I'm not sure what they're trying to say.
1: Or, or is he still going to get adamantinized only with her as Stryker? Right, that's is what I'm trying to saving Is saving him? I think they're leaving it as wide open as possible so they can have a lot of fun with that. Because the movie kind of, it rewrites X3 and pretty much ignores X-Men Origins Wolverine, um, thankfully. I mean, because Stryker would have already met Wolverine true in Vietnam mm-hmm. so they pretty much just go yeah don't worry about that movie it's terrible um you know I-, I like to think of it as it's what Wolverine thinks he remembers of his past but it's all jumbled up and wrong because of the bullet in his brain or whatever caused his memory loss you know so it's just a version of what might have happened um, that's the way I write it off in my head <laughs> what did you think of the striker this is now the I believe third or fourth actor to play William Strike?
0: because don't
1: you see a young version of him in X2
0: yeah there's it but, but yeah I, I thought he was I thought he was almost too young I got a teenager vibe from him especially in the first I'd say 25. Scenes. he just seemed he seemed almost too young and he looked like another character which was bothering him. I don't it know looks kind of
1: like it, havoc a little bit
0: maybe that's what it was he was also
1: in that first scene with him His only scene in the movie, Havoc. It's like, hey, Havoc, see Havoc. (laughs) He's going back to the states. We won't deal with you again for the rest of the movie. But at least you're alive, unlike everybody else from first class who was killed and dissected and put into sentinels. It
0: kind of worked because you talk about everybody else getting dissected, and he was supposed to be Stryker was taking him. Oh yeah.
1: yeah. So and they even set up that most of the students were drafted, and you Mm -hmm.
0: know,
1: um, it was cool. You see a young Toad. And uh, ink, and was the other one Quill? I forget what the other Yeah, it was, was. A, a It one. might be the mutant Quill. There's a couple different mutants that have a similar look. Um, and his powers are weird, so I forget exactly which that was. But um, yeah, and that, that's the scene I, I leaned over and such you a movie. That's the scene where part of it played after the credits of, or in the middle of the credits of Sp- Amazing Spider Man 2, and did not work out of context. Worked really well in context outside of it. It was just like, that's a
2: weird half a scene. All right, more credits. Uh. <laughs> the slight subject change, but um, how, I, what did you think when you were going through the pictures from the autopsies of some and different mutants? It,
1: it's pretty much everybody from first class who's not in yeah. this movie. It's like, yep, dead. And you even see Angel's wing yeah. in the, mm. um, what was it, the Department of Defense? Yeah. Where he got his helmet back. And I believe it was Havoc's suit. Mm-hmm. And there was a fourth thing off to the left, that I couldn't see what it was. Small. It might not It might have even just been a placard that said what they were i don't know, but it was something that he couldn't really see, but it was the wing, the suit, and magneto's helmet, which he uh, he takes back yes and he, did, he you know we, we already talked about Professor X, which I, I love James McAvoy. I loved him with the long hair and the beard as a surly uh, you know addict, professor X, um, but also Michael Fassbender who's fantastic, he did a really good Ian McKellen channeling, you know, yes. in this movie. It's been a while since I've rewatched First Class, although I really did like it, but really here where you're seeing both of them, like, man, I really get the feeling that's the same guy. Not yeah, just because no, they're the boy. same character, but it feels like a younger
2: version of the same, same guy. Yeah, and I also got a little bit of a feeling, I mean, obviously they are older, but, like, the older Magneto definitely had a little bit of an older air about him. Even, like, when... Well,
0: oh, he's, like, 90.
2: But like, but even in some of the other movies, like when he's still older, like he's just still very energetic or like, and active. Where in that, it was definitely seemed like he was slowing down and getting older. Yeah, well, I, I mean, if, if you think if you think about it, the, even the character in twenty twenty three
1: would be like ninety years old yeah. because he was like what ten in World War Two. Yeah. So in twenty twenty three, you know, he has to be.
0: Yeah. Although, wasn't it a weird. Doesn't Magneto like not age?
1: In the comics, they found ways to de-age him several times, okay. which so that makes him still be more actiony. But in the movies, I don't think they've de-aged him in any way. It's just okay. he's really old, um, but he's so powerful he doesn't really need to be actiony because he just uses his mind, right. and you know, um, mind's wh-
0: the first thing to go, though.
1: <laughs> and I liked his. At the end of First Class, there's that they show you, br- very briefly, him in a very classic comic book Magneto costume that really wouldn't work in a full-length movie. But it was cool to see there. I liked his costume in this one. By the end, he's wearing it. It's kind of a mix of his X-Men 1 costume and the, the sensibility of the era and his comic book costume. It was a really nice maroon. And,
0: and did you notice that in both Old Magneto and Young Magneto were- both had the... Cape, where it was like...
1: Offset cape, where it's like oh, yeah, it's offset. like o- off to one side more than... Yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah, it looked cool.
1: He's got a penchant for capes, <laughs> as you could say. Because uh, no one else in the future... Did, they, did any of them have capes except
0: no. for him? Only well, Storm. Them. I think Storm did. Storm always has a yeah. cape. Yeah. <laughs> which also doesn't make sense to me, but...
1: Uh The character has worn... Not necessarily... She doesn't really wear a cape in the comics... I don't think she wears anything right now, a cape style. But she often wore like this, it was almost a sash that would be attached to the ends of her arms and go down, you know, from arm to arm and kind of flutter behind her because it would look cool in flying action poses. But yeah, no no other real capes in the movie, which is fine. I mean, X-Men aren't really cape folk. (laughs) No capes.
2: Did like when he moved the entire stadium, though. Yeah, the RFK stadium. That, that was
1: that was really, and then just drops it like an arena on mm. on the White House, and puts the the Sentinels as Sentinels, mm. like using them as Sentinels around the edge, just you know targeting everybody. No one comes in, no one goes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the movie really focuses, even though even though Wolverine is your kind of MacGuffin character, he gets things moving, but it's more a Mystique and Professor X movie than probably anybody else. I mean, Professor X, Magneto, and Mystique, with Wolverine and Hank kind of bringing up the rear. Um, again, I really like... I forget What's the actor's name who plays Hank? I forget. He was in the, the British show Skins, played a character named Tony, um, which is a very different character, and it's cool to see him not be a character you mostly hate, um, like he was in that show. I like him as
0: Beast. Yes. No, I think he does a good job...
1: They really improved the makeup from First Class. Yes. I mean, I liked him. I liked First Class. His makeup for the few scenes he wears it in that movie... It very its very bad. It's weird. He's got the collar so it scrunches out the fur and makes it look like just like a person with a cat mask.
0: And it, his lips and, and mouth are very strange also in First Class.
1: <laughs> kind of like, um, Trask... Not Trask, uh, Stryker. Yes. Stryker had that weird, like, wide, almost Jack Nicholson Joker mouth. Yes. Um... <laughs> very distinctive face. I mean, honestly, I think my favorite, all the actors who have played Striker were pretty good. My favorite's actually probably Danny Strong from First Class. Not a good movie, but he makes a good Striker. Just like, uh, who's the guy who played Sabretooth in that movie? Liam... Liev Schreiber. Liev Schreiber played a great Tooth. I mean, there's yes. some good actors in that movie, um, even if the movie's, <laughs> the movie's not very good. What did you think of, like, Old Wolverine with the white in the hair? And
0: I liked it, but he's not supposed to he ages, just really okay. slow. Okay, really slow. I mean, he's
1: 250 years old by that point, you know. A little yeah. gray around the temples, you know.
0: No, I liked it.
1: I didn't actually even
2: notice that the hair was...
1: He he had a little bit of gray around the temples, and then they also cut his hair differently for the future scenes, I, made it shorter, which was... I did notice that yeah. the hair was
2: done a little differently, yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting, as you were saying, like, definitely, like, Wolverine had kind of a narrator, sort of, not narrator, maybe like a moderator of a debate sort of feel to it, where it's like, he was always present and, in, and a crucial part of it, but he obviously wasn't, like, the focus. Like, it was very...
0: He also kind of had to decide when is he going to step in and when is he going to let them battle their crap out. Yeah.
2: yeah. And they had that
1: nice device of, you really need to stay out of the action because if you get too riled up, you're going to screw everything up time travel-wise. You need to stay yeah. calm and think peaceful thoughts, <laughs> which
2: worked out somewhat. Yeah. I I thought it was very raw and real when um, he allowed young Professor X into his mind in um, when he was kind of trying to convince him to be on board with the plan and everything and kind of went to the flashbacks of everything that he went through. Yeah, all the X2 yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah, I did like the raw footage of the previous movies and everything. I yeah, they that
1: used was... stuff from pretty much everything. I, I want to say except... Uh, origins, but I'm pretty sure in the credits it say they do. So maybe there was a shot or two from X Men Origins Wolverine in that montage. Yeah. But for the most part, it was just mostly X two and X three.
0: Yeah.
1: And I guess a little bit of X one. It's funny if when you go back and watch those scenes, he's not really that. I mean, he's in good shape in in the first two movies.
0: But nothing in comparison. He
1: looks, the dude's like 44 years old. He looks fantastic. He's so much more ripped now than he was, you know, 15 years ago or whatever in the first movie. He looks good. I mean, he is just veins and oh, sk- ve- I and don't like
0: the veins though. The veins d- is just. Uh.
1: Ugh. <laughs> dude's jacked though. Yeah,
0: no, no. He's jacked.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, huge Jackman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh gosh. He's huge and jacked. Dumb puns. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have, judge it, sure. You get those for free here. <laughs> uh, what What did you think of the action, though? I mean, there wasn't as much... I mean, you guys said at the, end of, at the end of the movie, your favorite character or favorite scene, at least for you, Matthew, I think you said it earlier here, too, was the Quicksilver yeah. action scene in the kitchen.
2: I mean, even the way he set up where, like, he moved the the, like, Secret Service or officer or whatever he was, hand to make it look so that the force of the gun would cause him to punch himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just everything. Pushing the bullets out, of the, the bullets and out of the way. way. And I even how he's Tasting still... the stew exactly, or whatever. Exactly, yeah. I was gonna say, like, there was his personality was coming through.
0: Well, I thought that was hysterical because you have, the, you have him coming through and he's doing all the stuff and he's kind of just like... Like, he's a little prankster, and at the very end, he's like, oh, those bullets, I gotta get
1: those. Yeah. He, like, even stops, like, oh, crap, I forgot something important, you know? <laughs> and I did like, time was still moving. It wasn't like time stops.
0: No, it was mm. just moving very slowly. Very slowly.
2: How smooth. about when he's breaking Magneto out, and Magneto's, what did Magneto say? Why are you holding my neck? And he's like, whiplash. oh, flash." What? Whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people, I, I was
1: telling you guys this a little bit in the theater, but... When they first released an image of what he was going to look like in the movie, it was an Empire Magazine cover. They did a whole series that was like 25 covers of every character in the movie. People were like, Quicksilver looks terrible. They've ruined the character. Why would he ever wear something so goofy? Oh, it just looks bad. And he steals the scenes he's in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, from the beginning, said, and I think you can find online proof of this, I think Quicksilver probably would wear that as a teenager in the 70s. You know, you got to think that he's full of himself to... ADHD plus, you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, just this character, that would be something. I mean, Quicksilver was around in the 70s in the comics, but he was already a little bit older. You know, having this young version of him that, you know, is just, you know, he's everything he wants to be, and he, he will let you know it, and he's just kind of all over the place it was great. <laughs> the moment with the duct tape... Oh, the is
0: great! And I even love you see it on his belt when he's in the in the in the kitchen scene too, and it's like he's flying around with it. I also love the. So what's your power? I move metal. My mom knew a guy who moved metal. <laughs> it's just
1: great. Yeah, and then later when when he's att- when he's attacking the White House, you know, like you even see his mother like watching the screen. And for anybody who's listening, the little girl on his lap is not the Scarlet Witch. Um, there's actually a cut scene from the movie. Where um, their mother says, "Oh, you know," to the little sister, "Go tell your big sister that dinner's ready," or something like that. So Scarlet Witch is there, but she's not that little girl. They're still twins. A lot, a lot of people, including myself, thought when the first images of that little girl were released in a little princess costume, "Oh, that must be Scarlet Witch." Nope, that's just a third younger. Sister who's not important. I don't know why she was in the movie, really. Maybe there was something more for her to do in the, the original version. but um,
0: Or just kind of, it's cute to have the older brother holding the little sister watching this natural disaster. That's kind of things that happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, and to take it back to Captain America the Winter Soldier, of course, the after credits scene in that movie. You've got the guy running around really fast in the one box, and next to him the girl levitating boxes. That's Quicksilver and his twin sister, the Scarlet Witch. But the Marvel, uni- the Marvel Cinematic oh, Universe that's versions, right. that's the same... Same character, completely different version, and that's Aaron Taylor-Johnson, who played Kick-Ass in the Kick-Ass movies, and then you had his one of his two best friends in, the, in those movies, Evan Peters, who in the second one played Ass Kick, who was Kick-Ass in a yellow suit,
2: who played Quicksilver in this movie. <laughs> and you said those are the only two characters that overlap, right? Or... I, that, the only ones we know of. We know okay. there are a couple others, we don't know who they are. But
1: Marvel has said basically there's you know, like basically a handful of characters that have this weird rights issue... I think Namor might be one of them, but we don't know for sure. But Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, because they were introduced as mutants in Magneto's uh, legal evil, not legal evil mutants, evil brotherhood of mutants, or brotherhood of evil mutants, rather. And then, like, a year later, they were joining the Avengers as good guys. So even though they are mutants and were first introduced in the X-Men, they're, they have a much more extensive history as Avengers. So they are in, in a weird cabined-off area of the contract okay. for Marvel and, and Fox both to use. Uh, but yeah, how they used his power was... I love how they visualized it with both having him jump around. And I, I paid attention um, when they're walking in the door because I knew when they get down to the basement, he'd say, oh, I checked your registration. So I was watching behind them. Are you going to see a streak of white hair go by? And you do oh, okay. in the oh, background. Not. It's like just kind of behind their heads for a split second of a shot, um, unless I just completely imagined it. But I was looking for it, and I was like, oh, white hair, and then it's gone. You know, and they're just, you know. That, anyway. That's
0: also fun how they're like, you know, the... Doing different things and whatever.
1: He does that in another scene with the so plane. So I took your itinerary. I said yeah. you want to Paris. What's that about? You know?
2: <laughs> well, I also love the way he really wasn't interested in anything they had to say until they mentioned Pentagon. And he just turns around. Oh? Hey, because we had a chance to break into the secret prison under the Pentagon, uh.
1: which is kind of goofy, but at the same time, they handled it really cool, you mm-hmm. know, with the plastic and glass guns and batons. And here's a question for you. How do they get the trays back? They drop his the dinner down a chute into the into the cell. How do they ever get them back? Is there another chute that goes even deeper under the pentagon that he can drop? Them I down? love
0: the, the note. That he puts in there.
1: Mind the glass? Yeah. That was actually a, not a complaint, but just a, oh, I wish they had done moment where he's tapping on the glass with his hands, and I wish they would have slowed it down to, like, real time. So, Or not real time, but real time for him, so you could see that he was, like, drumming out a song, or doing, like, funny patterns or something. It was still cool to see what he was doing, but it was like, oh, if they just slowed it down and he's doing, like, a Rush drum solo or something with his hands on the glass, you know, or something of that time... That would have been kind of perfect, you know. Uh, that might be a little early for Rush. By a year or two. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. But, you know, like a John Bonham drum, drum solo or something from Zeppelin. That would have just been a really cool thing for him to do. Because he was focused on the music. He had, like, the headphones yeah, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. What did you think of The the Mutants? We only saw, like, glimpses of uh, Bishop and Sunspot and um, Blink and... I thought Blink looked really cool. The actress's name, Fan Bingbing. Hmm, it's a fun name for you, right? Um, Poor kid. <laughs> but yeah, her, the, the way they visualized her power was neat. Um, and Using Colossus as, like, uh, you know, basically you do something you would do in the video game portal all the time, where you drop, and then you change it from uh, vertical drop to horizontal, and you use that forward momentum. Right the Sentinels, that was really cool.
0: I thought they all worked well together, and they were neat to kind of just see a little bit
1: more of. And, and uh, Warpath, who... I don't, Warpath is an interesting character, but it, it was weird to me that they basically reduced him to Native American, who can put his ear to the ground and hear horses approaching only the future version where he can see Sentinels approaching. That was a little bit like, is that weirdly racist? <laughs> like... <laughs> It was strange. Well,
0: I thought more of the Garth the Dreads. Bishop. Bishop. I found him really hokey.
1: Bishop is a. He's an interesting character. Some people love him, some people hate him.
0: I just didn't think. Like, maybe in a movie where he could be explained, but he's got this, like, really hokey video game looking gun. <laughs> I mean,
1: that is straight out of the comics. Basically, what Bishop does is he absorbs. Power, I guess, and then he can
2: you know put it out, in but it was ways. like
0: weird that he was like doing it through the gun, and it was. It, it, I found it really hokey,
2: and even his gun didn't seem that powerful, like, even ever. I mean, I, well, part of it is obviously they were kind of fighting a losing battle, any way you look at it, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? Right, um, but I guess from the look of it, you're like, oh, maybe this could pack a little bit of punch, but it. Didn't really seem to have a whole lot of effect, And with them
1: resetting the timeline and, you know, going into Age of Apocalypse, which I, be- I believe, but I'm not 100% sure, that Age of Apocalypse was where he was first introduced, which is going to be the next X-Men movie. You know, they could still have a younger version of him there. Um, I, is it where he's from? I don't think it's Days of Future Past that he's originally from, but I could be wrong.
0: Fun fact, I do believe that the actor who plays him is the same actor who plays Laurent in Twilight.
1: It could be, I don't know. Or like, could it could just be you being racist. Um, <laughs> only IMDB, you could tell us. No, I'm
0: pretty sure it's the same exact
1: actor. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and then uh, Sunspot, who kind of took our pyro place in yes. this movie. He's actually currently on the Avengers in the comics.
2: Okay, Him
1: and Cannibal, and they're really fun. They're kind of like still early 20s kind of bros who get called up to join the Avengers. They like quit the X-Men a long time ago and were just spending their millions on a beach because one of them... I forget if it's. I think it's Sunspot's it's like a billionaire, and so he's just like, "No, we're not doing anything." And then they're like, when the Avengers call, he's like, "Oh, join the Avengers! Yeah, I'll do that. That sounds like a lot of fun." So th- they're uh, they're having a lot of fun over there. Um, where they recently got Hulked out, like they aim was making a Hulk serum to make their own mini Hulks, and they stole it, but then they got cornered. So him and, and Cannonball both take it and are fighting their way out as Hulk versions of themselves, which is pretty fun. A, a Colossus again in a movie where he gets like two lines. Yes. And I think his lines this time, one of them was Storm! And one of them was Mystique! <laughs> <laughs> he, he always, and without a Russian Actually, I think one line he had a Russian accent and one line he didn't. Which was strange. From a character whose name is Peter Rasputin and who's actually descended from Rasputin. you think he'd have a bit of a Russian accent and does in the comics, but it's a minor issue.
0: Minor detail.
1: <laughs> um, but, but yeah, Blink was cool. Sunspot was basically a pyro stand-in, you know, for what they did with him. It was cool to see Bobby go full ice mode yes. and use the, the like, ice slides and stuff, which he, I don't think he did in any of the previous movies, did he?
0: Maybe in Last Stand and maybe in some of the training stuff.
1: The, the going full ice or the sliding around on ice?
0: The slide, Well, both.
1: Because I, I can't remember. It's been there, last okay, last, last there's the scene
0: movies. where he goes to pyro where he grabs it it's like, and he says, "You, uh, you should have joined us or something, and Bobby goes... Um, you should have stayed in in school, or you should have stayed. It's like you know, and he's he goes full ice man and he turns into ice and he knocks.
1: I could, yeah, I couldn't remember. Out. It's been a while since I've watched the first three. I don't like any of them that much. Even one or two are better than three, but I don't love any of them. Kitty Pride, ha- I mean, she doesn't, she both has a lot to do and doesn't have a lot to do. I love Ellen Page. I love her as yes. Kitty Pride. Yeah. It's a great fit for that character, but, you know, she spends most of the movie sitting and then the second half crying after Wolverine slices her in half almost, um, which kind of sucked. But she did her job. Yeah. We get to see Rogue for a split second, even though they said she was completely cut out of the movie, but they they lied to us. Gene and Scott Scott. and uh, Old Beast. We even got cameos of most of the people from First Class in their autopsy photos, you had Azazel. You had Angel. You had who? Uh, Kevin Bacon's character's name was Sebastian Shaw. I believe yeah, it Shaw. It. Okay, because Sebastian stands the guy who plays Bucky in Captain America. So I always get—I don't want to say the wrong one. You don't see Emma Frost, which is interesting. Because it's true, you don't. And I don't know if maybe they just couldn't get—they couldn't get January Jones's rights to use her image. But you definitely see the Sentinels in the future turning to diamond. At one yes, point, yes, that
2: you really do. I did recognize that. Yeah. Okay, I hadn't make the connection where I'd seen that before, but I watched First Class earlier today. So yeah. <laughs> that... And does she just survive that? I couldn't remember if she
1: survives or not. So... so we
0: didn't actually get to the end of the movie. Oh, that's right, because like, we were, were getting.
1: <laughs>
0: but I think she does. He uh, Magneto. I'm pretty sure her. in the
1: final scene with Magneto, where he's wearing that
2: classic comic costume that she's with. I think Finn. she is too. Yeah, and the thing is, that's because her diamond form is cracked. Because maybe to her, it was cracked. Was cracked or something. And then the kind of armadillo looking guy. I don't remember what his. He was in first class, right?
0: The uh, his name was Darwin.
1: That was Darwin. No, no, no. I thought Darwin was Darwin was black, and the guy the armadillo no. was white. Yeah, yeah the armadillo
2: her, but, um, was in the. Um, uh, is from the. I uh, maybe from the scene where they're in the army camp in the amazing. doctor's ward. What movie was that from first class or was that from Well that
1: that scene is in first class they reshot all the the Nazi stuff Okay if that's what if that's what you are referring yeah. to um possibly. I don't remember I need I to go back and rewatch I don't it remember, but um but yeah that that was cool to see I mean what what else uh, you know we've been talking for a while but is there anything else you want to say about the movie that you enjoyed or didn't like so much or It was good <laughs>
0: Yeah
2: <I'm, laughs> we are tired but... yeah, I I'm trying to think I mean it was just a phenomenal movie overall the the scene in the airplane where Magneto starts, like,
1: depressurizing it, basically, and taking it down was... That was intense. That was
0: intense. But that was a good scene of Logan letting them battle it out.
2: I also liked how it was kind of through the game of chess was a way of them kind of reconciling. Yeah. And, like, it was very... But also
1: showing, like, you have the first move, mm-hmm. and then he does, and then he first pushes a pawn for it. I think that might have even been called, a move called the King's Gambit. But, but my chest is rusty, so I'm not 100% sure on that, but it was a nice way of framing right. that. Oh, also you see, um, the Sentinels also use Lady Deathstrike, is I think the character's name, from X2, who's kind of like the female Wolverine whose fingers turn into oh, claws. Oh yeah, I did use that. that as well. Because
2: how many, how many talons or claws did they have, was it? I think it was five. Was it five? Okay. I mean, I don't. I think you could
1: fudge those numbers. I mean, if they have four fingers or three fingers or whatever, then, you know, just use whatever.
2: No, I guess the other reason I asked was at first I thought it was Wolverine's claws, and then I realized it was more circular and there was more of them. So I was like, oh, that's not... Yeah, that reference to Lady, Lady Deathstrike. Um, what? I don't remember loving an X2,
1: but I don't know. I don't really remember. So, going forward we're going into X-Men Age of Apocalypse. After we have Avengers Age of Ultron and Transformers Age of Extinction, we're getting into the Age movies, uh, which is kind of funny. But uh, So we saw the after credit scene. Now, is, I'm assuming that's one I'm going to have to explain
2: to you. I have no idea what that was. So I know
0: Apocalypse is a character. Yeah. And it was obvious that he was a mutant and putting together the pyramids, and that they were worshipping him, and there
1: were four horsemen in the background. Yes. Beyond that... The four horsemen of Apocalypse. That <laughs> uh, or is four horsemen. Yeah, so I actually... Uh, people are raving about that scene. I don't love it. it's um, weird, but... It, I don't love androgynous teen Apocalypse. I mean, I know there's been some good stories told about Kid Apocalypse, but that's not the version of the, the character you go to see. You go to see giant hulking Apocalypse, you know, death god... Um, who's if you remember at the end of Avengers, there's that big purple guy, Thanos, who turns and looks at the camera. Yes. Not the same character, okay. but think the X Men equivalent. Okay. Um, big purple dude who will kill everybody and has his four horsemen. Um, he has a he has a history of taking dead X Men and resurrecting them as his horsemen of the apocalypse. Um, Angel for a while in the comics became Archangel And he got like metal wings and he turned blue and it was weird. Um, he was a chick. The other angel, Angel Warren Worthington III, who was ah, Maximum Three. Yes. Um, the the angel, actually angel looking one, and not, is, is Angel Santiago, was that her name? In, in the, or something. An, angel something. Um, yeah, not Bug she Angel, more, but yeah, bug, yeah. Uh, Archangel Angel. So En Sabatner, uh, is what they were chanting because that's the mutant's name. He's. They keep changing it of who's the oldest mutant. Namor says he's the oldest mutant, or the first mutant. Apocalypse says he's the oldest mutant, but he's basically immortal. I believe he time-travels. He may not have that power, but he does still get transported around a lot. He can change his mass. He's pretty much unkillable. Big, evil, bad guy. Obviously, ancient Egyptian has been around since then. Uh, built at least one pyramid. Got worshipped. And so that's setting up for Age of Apocalypse, when he either... Uh, goes to the future I think it'd be better if he time travels to the future just because like I said it gives you a new oh that changes the events now so now at the end of this movie becomes a possible future and we can go from here with how we want but he's he's a big deal he's you know aside from Magneto he's probably the most known X-Men villain but do you want to see in the next movie I mean it looks like we're getting Gambit again in this movie but this time played by Channing Tatum ooh (laughs) yeah that gets you excited um, who, two years ago I would have said, eh, but after seeing, um, 21 Jump Street, I'm in. i like, i really liked him that. I hear he's great in Magic Mike, which I haven't seen, but I've heard great things about. And, like, again, we're kind of ignoring the Taylor Kitsch gambit from X-Men Origins because that movie is terrible. He was fine, I guess, in his one little action scene. But, uh, we, we were probably gonna have a chance to see Havoc's brother, um, a young Scott Summers, a young Jean, perhaps. Who's Havoc's brother? Havoc's brother, Cyclops. They're oh. brothers. In the comics, Isn't Havoc's that? actually the younger brother. Oh. They do reference him in, in First Class. I think you see like his little brother at one point. Oh, that makes sense. They, they basically just change power. which one's the older brother. Yeah. And they have a third brother who's Vulcan, whose name is whose name is Vulcan, and who's evil. Um, he's basically evil, evil, evil Julius Caesar. He's basically mutant Julius Caesar. It's complicated. He likes to kill people. And their dad is Corsair, who's a space pirate. Who currently in the comics is was, just had a run in with like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um,
0: makes
1: sense. Yeah, it's fun. Big 70s mustache, kind of like Bolivar Trask. Um, But So the Summers family, did you want to see those old characters revisit now as teens, or would you rather they focus on new characters as movie fans over comic fans?
0: I think it would be fun to have them referenced, even pop up, but maybe not focus on. I like when universes, and this is not necessarily universes, but things collide of, oh, that's so-and-so, kid brother, or whatnot. Um, where they all kind of overlap and you see it's the same
1: universe.
0: I don't think they necessarily need to focus in on them again.
1: But they are the most famous X Men characters. I mean, you know, and and Wolverine does say make sure you find these guys. And
0: yeah. So, I don't
1: know. do you, do you have anybody in mind that'd be like, oh, that'd be a great Cyclops or great young Jean Grey or great young Storm or
0: no? But I think it would be fun to see kind of more because in two that you see them go to Gene's Jean's house. Is like, Beginning of three. Yeah, so like you kind of have a little bit of that, but I think it would be interesting to revisit.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if you would necessarily need the getting the team together montage. Um, if you just the have the school training, going and you have a bunch yeah, of people yeah. at school, and, uh, it could be kind of fun. Yeah, because we don't really know a lot of what the plot of Age of Apocalypse is going to be. I have a feeling it's going to be slightly different than the comics just because in the comics... It's another dystopian future, they've got to time travel and fix things, or no, not even time travel, there's a crystal, Age of Apocalypse in the comics is confusing, Mm -hmm. it is complicated, I only recently read it for the first time with The Long Box of Doom, and there's a lot going on in that series that they're going to have to cut so much stuff, not even just because there's no time for it, but because there's got to be a better way to tell that story, (laughs) you know, make it be an apocalypse movie, but don't redo Age of Apocalypse, because... It's going to be too similar to this movie in the future stuff. And, wait, there's the, the, not the kyber crystal, but the crystal on an alien planet that's absorbing the universe. And it's all because Xavier's son traveled back in time to kill Magneto. And accidentally, Magneto jumps in front of the bullet and it kills Magneto. No, Charles jumps in front of the bullet. It kills Charles instead. So it's a world without Charles Xavier.
0: Then how does the son kill (laughs) him?
1: Yeah, well, comics um, and time (laughs) travel and... His son, Legion, is crazy and weird anyway. Giant hair. Like, it's just hair that sticks straight up. Almost like, not an afro, what do you call it? Like a f- side fade from the 80s? Where it'd be like tall hair. Um, um, where it's like really short on the top and it's just like a tall, you see it on like the Cosby show or something. Mm-hmm. He's got that, only the white guy version, where it's just re- <laughs> like shaved on the sides and four foot tall sometimes in the comics. It's strange. Um, so I think we've we've talked in circles around X Men, um, but just in closing, we all love the movie, right? Yes, Normal definitely. Movie. So uh, I, I've seen it twice. When it comes out on you know Blu Ray and stuff, I'll definitely see it again. I'm sure you'll you'll have it like the first take because you love X Men. So go see X Men once again. Congratulations to you two for getting engaged. Uh, thank we'll be you. Thank you. For having the thank wedding you. very soon. I'm Jordan from Jersey.
0: I'm Becca from Burlington,
1: and
2: I'm Matt from Medford. And it's been Jersey Shore.
1: Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at jordan at legionofdudes.com, that's J-O-R-D-A-N, or you can leave us a voicemail, 972-798-3830, and just let us know that you're leaving it for Jersey Shore. You can follow me on Twitter, at Jordan, F-R-N, Jersey, and iTunes ratings and reviews are always appreciated. And if you enjoy the show, don't forget to check out dot for lots of great content just like it. So remember, voices because, at a at a, at a level. Yeah, if you sitting up, does help a little bit. I'm not saying you have to sit all the way up, but just.
0: I'm loud in general.
1: Yeah, shit. In the theater, you definitely. Yeah. Oh, that was cool. It's <laughs> not a whisper, just because you harsh your voice. <laughs>